So we'll start with just an introduction. If you guys could maybe introduce yourself uh, to my audience, that would be awesome. You want to start? You start? So I'm Sarah Copona. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm a pianist, an improvisator, composer, and singer songwriter from France. And I stream on Twitch, it's been a year. <laughs> and I'm uh, our brother, Sebastian, and we work together on uh, re releasing tracks on Spotify and, and all streaming platforms. So I handle everything technical, so like cameras, microphones, mixing, yeah, these sort of things. He's the man behind the curtain, and yeah. uh, sometimes yeah. in front. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have a project where we work together also with uh, synths and, uh, mm. and like vocals and stuff like that. So Sarah, how long have you been playing the piano? Like what was the first, how old were you when you first started <laughs> first touching the piano? I was three years old, actually. <laughs> I was three years old. I remember we went to a, a little, um, you know, a music center sure. in the city, sure. and I played there for three years, and then uh, entered the conservatory of uh, Marseille. Wow! How about you, Sebastian? Do you you play as well? Yeah, I actually went to the, con the same conservatory as Sarah, but with violin. But I haven't. Uh, I don't play it uh, as much these days. I mostly do um, either editing on Sarah's work or just learn like to use synths and stuff like this mostly. Yeah, very cool. So it runs runs in the family clearly. Are there other people in your family that are into music as well or just you two? Uh, yeah. Everyone is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, family. yeah, what's funny that actually around us, uh, everyone had a different musical background. Okay. So we have very different influences you know sure. like for example our mom side was more into classical music so uh you know chopin list of the things <laughs> all of those things and yeah. our dad was more into the pink floyds genesis you know super trump and our grandfather was into jazz you know and like wow. uh, so we had uh, a lot of different influences yeah. growing up yeah do you feel like when you guys are when you guys are making and composing do you feel like um, specifically that there's times where you're pulling from i guess those three different areas definitely for sure uh for sure like i i remember some pieces that really uh you know uh strike yeah strike me when i was a kid you know like struck and st struck struck yeah. me <laughs> like uh, Gershwin, some, like the Rhapsody in Blue from Gershwin, for example, or like um, Mephisto Valls from Liszt, uh, and uh, some uh, the album The Wall, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I definitely sometimes uh, feel like what I do now is a combination of all of those things. Yeah, and pulling from different areas, and I, I love the standard. That's. That's like that's very fascinating to me. I wanna I wanna ask a question about about starting with lessons. Like, did you guys both start lessons like at that early age, at three, four, five years old, and kind of continued all the way until until around what time? Yeah, we've we've had very classical, you know, uh, mm -hmm. training. Uh, so yeah, very academic, right? very academic training. That's, yeah. That's so perfect. since we were very young, right, like three years old and till uh, 10, 10 years ago, maybe. I stopped when I went to math school, actually. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> and also because, you know, at one point, uh, my interests in music uh, were not the same as, uh, as yeah, what, yeah, it was, uh, as what the, the conservatory same, yeah. could offer, you know? Okay. It's, very, it's always very, you know, academic, so it's like the classics, right? So it's always Chopin and like the same. It's, like if your teacher is into like Baroque music, you're only going to play like Bach. Bach. <laughs> Bach right. 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 So, yeah. right. And also because since I'm a composer, right, I do, and I'm not very, I'm, we can say I do neoclassical music, but not, it's not so neoclassical. It's, it's a mix between more mm. modern music and more rhythmic music, you know, mm -hmm. so it didn't fit into the boxes of uh, classical, the yeah, classical way of composing, you know, mm -hmm. so, so yeah, so I quit the, I stopped going to the conservatory uh, at that time. Wow. So growing up, let me ask this question. One of my one of my uh, colleagues, uh, who's also a teacher, she's from Armenia, and she was mentioning, um, and when she grew up, like learning the piano was a part of the academic sort of structure in the school that she was at. You guys mentioned, you guys mentioned like taking lessons, but your lessons that you guys were taking were, were separate than your <laughs> academics, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the only music lesson we have in France in, in the normal courses it's fruits, right? <laughs> is yeah, fruits. Yes. Okay. Is it like 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 the recorder, like that kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yes. it's, it's a yes. recorder. Yes. 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 Yeah, okay, okay. The only thing we, we learn. That's funny. <laughs> that's, the same, that's the same thing over here now that you mention it. It's like the that, that was that was fun. That was like a time where I, I can actually I haven't thought about it actively until until we're talking about it now. But I can think about how like how much fun that was for me at that time when I didn't realize that I had that sort of musical thing inside of me that I really wanted to to kind of pursue. And so my story goes a little bit like in sixth grade, I started taking piano lessons. And prior to that, I've shown signs of being able to play by ear, hearing something, hearing oh, a melody, wow. being able to replicate it on my, you know, little Yamaha keyboard. Well, not this small, maybe <laughs> <laughs> this small. <laughs> yeah, it's like really small, pocket size. And so I took a, I took a one year of lesson in sixth grade, and I asked my my parents if I can take the summer off because you know we were done with school, and I'll start back in the fall. And uh, the story goes, I never, um, we never signed back up in the fall. And from that moment, all the way until I turned 30, which was a few years ago, um, I, I had that sort of thing in my mind, like I wanted to get back into it, but I just never did until uh, three years ago. And it was the absolute best decision, second best decision behind marrying my wife um, <laughs> that I've ever made uh, because I love it so very much. And I, and being able to talk to people who are also musicians and who are just super talented. That, that's why I was just so excited that, that you know, you guys made yourselves available so that we can just, just talk about, about things like um, something I discovered recently. I, I wanna hear you guys' opinion on this uh, as two you know, amazing, amazing artists. So when you know a song really well on the piano, uh, so well that you don't need to be looking at the, at the sheet or you don't need to be looking at the keyboard to play it, I've, I've kind of realized that like when I close my eyes and play, this might sound weird. I want to know if this is like, if this is normal or if you've experienced this. I closed my eyes. I was playing uh, the prelude by, by Bach the other day, right? I, I know that song very well. I can play it really well. So I closed my eyes. I'm playing it. And as I'm playing with my eyes closed, as the song is going on, I'm so into it that it literally 
felt as though I was no longer sitting on the piano bench anymore. I felt like I was floating in the air as I'm playing. It was so weird. I've never experienced anything like it. I wasn't drinking. I didn't have any, no substances, no nothing. I just had some water like I have right here. And I did some research on it, guys, uh, Sarah and Sebastian. I did some research and I noticed that, that like your brain is processing things that you see. So even when you're playing like about 30 or 40% of your brain is being used to process everything your eyes are seeing. And when your eyes are closed, that part of your brain is not being used for that anymore. So it's like capable of these other things, other phenomenons that I'm just like, I was kind of taken aback by because I've never experienced anything like that. Have you guys ever experienced anything even close to that? Like with the eyes closed or some musical sort of anomaly? I would say that I've got like this sort of things where you start playing and then it's over and you don't really remember what's happened because you were in a flow kind of things. Ah, okay. Yes, also, you know. For yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, I uh, I guess maybe you're talking about like a trance, you know, trance, trance, yeah. like on the trance. Yeah. Ah, yes, when you're just like, uh, yeah, sometimes like you're flow. so into what like the music and it's all and your whole body feels like just a way to channel emotions, right? Or to live the story that you're telling. Yes. You know, so it's all kind of like if it's electricity, you know? Yes. Right? Something I do experience this a lot while composing, especially uh, when I'm improvising uh, live, uh, for example. It's, it's not really like improvisation in the strict sense, it's more like live composing, you know, mm. right? So, so I know I won't have a key that I will stick to, you know, or like things like this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and so it re it's really like a travel. Um, and I do experience, uh, for example, uh, different senses, like, you know, like you said, uh, like the wind, I don't know, or mm -hmm. feeling cold somehow or like, or having images um, and all of this being very, you know, mixed up in a non-logical way. Sure. <laughs> that sense of, right? Right, so yeah. that you don't even really remember at the end, it's a bit like a dream. You know, yeah. if you try to explain, it's, it's just doesn't make sense. You know, you don't even remember, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I don't know, you know? <laughs> so I totally, you know, uh, agree. Uh, we can feel some physically uh, uh, some kind of freedom, right? And uh -huh. like, it's like electricity. I think really like electricity sums it up a little bit, you know, like it's like dancing. Uh -huh. At one point you can kind of lose yourself, right? And uh -huh. experience like uh, space, right? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. how you, you know, all of this, yeah. right? I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fascinating thing yeah no you're, you're spot on and and the thing is is like when you when i've i've tried to i guess explain that to people maybe who are not into music or something or maybe into playing music and stuff and it they kind of look at me like what is this guy talking about like what is he even saying right now it doesn't make any sense so the fact that we could at least relate on that like you know on that level is, is definitely definitely a good mm -hmm. thing so let me ask this question um about about streaming. I want to talk a little bit about streaming because similar to what we were just talking about, uh, streaming is such a fascinating and like it's such a it's such a great thing in my opinion, right? I and I'm sure you guys would agree. Like you said you've been streaming for about a year now, is that right? Yes. About yeah. a year. 
I have seen, yeah, I've, I've seen quite a few, quite a few of your sets and I, you know, I, I get inspired whenever I go into like a stream and, and see the way it's set up and see the way the interaction with the audience. Sometimes, like, sometimes I see you, you know, kind of focus fully on the music for an extended period of time where people are just there and they're just loving like the facial, facial expression, seeing you in the music and it's just so intimate. And then there's times where it's like a little bit more casual and you're like conversing with the audience and talking and things like that. And it's, someone told me the other day about streaming, what makes it specifically on Twitch, but I guess you can say really anywhere, anywhere where you can chat with the person who you're watching, it, is that like when we're watching TV at home, we're consuming this content, we're watching it, and like we have no control over what over what happens on screen. But it's so fascinating, I think, to a lot of people that you know you can send a message and say, "Oh, that sounded great," or "Oh, you know, whatever," and like you saying that message has a result of what everyone else is watching. It's kind of like the I think the the big thing about why people love you know love uh, viewing streaming so much. But I want to know from you guys and um, for both of you, kind of what was that process like when you sort of decided, okay, you know, I'm I'm a piano player. We're we're composers. We play, but we want to start doing something to kind of get our content out there to more people. What did that sort of process look like for you guys? Um, actually, Sebastian was the one to kind of kind of forced me into streaming at the beginning. I was a forced very, very shy on. person. Yeah. <laughs> I was extremely shy okay. and uh, had never done those kind of things. And Sebastian thought it was a great opportunity, right? To start streaming, try to see how it goes. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Right, so we started streaming like this to you know see how it goes. Like we had no really uh, expectations. I yeah, guess. we had no expectations, mm -hmm. and yeah. we just tried. It was just a webcam and, and like a yeah, it was just a webcam and you know a bad microphone and a very bad microphone <laughs> and <laughs> but uh, since the very first stream, we had people connecting, you know, uh, with the music and with with us. Mm -hmm. And so it became instantly very interesting for me and very uh, like a powerful experience, you know. Mm -hmm. So so we we carried on uh, and now we're here streaming every day almost. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and it's it's definitely what you said. Like uh, you're building a community. Yes. Around yeah. the live streams, and uh, it's both ways, you know, like. Like the the audience is connected to the to what's happening live. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're part of something, but you're also part of their world. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's a whole. They help create this 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 world around. Yeah, yeah. It's like an ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's very interesting, actually. Yes, it's it's a it's it's very. Um, uh, I think it's it's also extremely different from live performances out like. Mm -hmm. on a regular uh, yeah because you have a, you have a direct feedback feedback yes. right when you're streaming you can like see the, what the people are like how the people are reacting to the music mm -hmm. yes. instantly right like i mean with like a 5 second delay or something it's a non-stop communication mm -hmm. even when you're not talking uh, you see what's happening and you it's you can feel you know this energy people give you mm -hmm. so there is um I think what's amazing with those live streams is this energy you get from people yeah. who watch you. 
Yeah. yeah, I think it's a bit it's a bit similar to when you're doing sports with a crowd or without it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've done like a like a soccer game or a football game or whatever with uh, with people cheering for you, mm-hmm. you have like a very diff- different like uh, energy when you're. Yes, yeah. there is this aspect, and there is also the fact that you come back uh, every two days or also, and so you build a, a bound with with. Yeah, the they are expecting you. You're part of their lives, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and like they like, will plan their birthday and their like every day, like life yeah, and you, you get attached to those to those people, you know, right. like they are. It's it's very it's it, it's kind of weird because it's a new thing, right? Like right. they are not friends, they are not family, but they're not nothing at all, you know. Sure. There's something in your life very important, sure. and you don't really know how to name that, you know. So it's yeah. kind of a, a group of people that's. Uh, around the campfire, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of, and the campfire being the music, but yeah. uh, <laughs> um, it's definitely something I would uh, recommend. Rec- recommend to any artist mm-hmm. who's trying to find a connection with the with an audience, who's trying to build a community, a support system around uh, his work, or you know, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. definitely, yeah, yeah. Let yeah, me it's also a growing industry, right? So yes. Like, yes. it's a great time to get into it, I guess. Yeah. And I think it's a great great way also to kind of uh, uh, get ready for the outside world also, you know? Yeah. And you kind of have this, you can grow with your audience and it's it's a bit more relaxed and casual, you know, than... Uh, than going on stage. And going on stage where mm-hmm. you just have to be, you know, kind of perfect and kind of, right? So... so it's it's a great way to grow as an artist you know they see you uh, changing a little bit they see you improving or trying new things mm-hmm. uh, they follow your journey you know right uh, there is also this part right it's like we are all in the in a journey i don't feel like we just turn on tv right and it's a live stream and then it ends mm-hmm. it's more like a journey we are we are all you know looking forward to what's coming outside also of live streaming mm-hmm. you know yeah as an just as an artist in general people are committed to the project in general it's just yeah, not yeah. just the channel yeah, for sure. so it's uh i think it's the most powerful thing right we we, we discovered recently <laughs> mm-hmm. as an artist so let, let me ask this question that that was that was so so well put, uh, especially I think for people out there that um, either are streamers right now or people thinking about getting into streaming. I think it's quite inspiring because I, I didn't, I actually didn't know how long or how short of a time that you guys, you know, that, that you have been streaming, that you guys have kind of started this process. And what I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about for myself as well as for anyone watching who um, is looking to tweak their game plan a little bit to kind of be as effective as they can possibly be with streaming. Um, last August is when I first started streaming uh, using Reddit, specifically Reddit Public Access Network. And I was completely and utterly blown away. One of the, I don't know, second or third times I was streaming on there had like hundreds of thousands of viewers. It was like an out of this world experience. I've never experienced anything like it. And I was immediately like, oh my goodness, this, I need to be doing this all the time. At that time, I had started the YouTube channel a few months ago, and I'm like, this is a perfect way to connect with a new audience. And and like you said earlier, I, I'm the guy who, you know, and I don't know if this is common or not um, amongst many artists, but I'm the guy who, when I'm playing by myself, 
it's like, oh, I can play nicely. I can play good. It sounds good. If my parents are here or my wife comes downstairs and I start playing, like, oh, listen to me play this. And then for some reason at that time, at least, it was like a mental block and I couldn't like do it as well as I could by myself. Streaming completely just flip that around now where I'm just so comfortable for, you know, playing for, for anyone now. So I want to, I want to know this as someone for myself, for example, who started on Reddit and recently, you know, created a Twitch to, to kind of, you know, realizing the monetization aspect and stuff with Reddit, not really having that and Twitch and other places having it. Would you say that, um, or I, I, sh I should say this, first of all, did you guys start with Reddit as well? And let me ask that first. And then after that, I want to know like, what type of suggestions would you guys have for someone who has the audience and the platform and the experience and all of that stuff on Reddit, but is looking to build that, that same type of community on Twitch? Yeah, so actually I think Reddit, like uh, the public access, access network was created around June or July last year, something like this. I think two years ago, but last year it became fully open, fully open, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so we started before a bit before that. So we didn't like have, like we didn't even know about it until like uh, September or something. Okay. So we started on Twitch uh, and Facebook actually at the very beginning, and then we dumped Facebook and we just went full on uh, Twitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I remember the first uh, stream on Reddit like yours. Yeah, I yeah. Went it went viral. Right? It was, it was so on my phone. On my phone was. Yeah, I remember like at that yeah. time on Twitch, we had, I don't know, 20, uh, yeah, 30 like... people watching, maybe 50 people watching, I don't know. And uh, we were trying to get partners, so 75 was the goal, you know? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we were under that and uh, it's it felt like a lot of people. Yeah, yeah sure. it's a lot. <laughs> and so it's more than a classroom, right? It's two classrooms. <laughs> and, so and so we started. I, my bro, my brother has just filmed me on Reddit, and and then we saw 100, 200, 300, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 6K watching. And I was like, oh my god! And what's so funny is that I, as the numbers were growing, I was playing faster and louder. Yeah. And as if I was in the train station, yeah. and there was such noise, yeah. you know. Right. It's so funny because like you you yeah, get and then the mud bandes. <laughs> Yes, yeah, and the stream was so big, they, they had to mod the stream, and by mistake, they deleted our stream. Yeah, no. <laughs> still, it was the biggest stream, it still is the biggest stream we ever did. Uh, yeah, like, taking, like if you go in like 20 minutes, it did like 100,000 views. More, even more. Maybe more. Mm. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. And definitely you have an adrenaline rush, right? Oh, for sure. When you see those, like you said, literally that, the, the ones, the tens, hundreds, thousands, multi-thousands, and you're, you're trying to stay calm, but it's like a, it's an energy thing where you just feel instantly, wow, there's this many eyeballs on me right now. And you, it's just something about it. It's a, it's a great, great vibe. It's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like the vibe, but uh, it's kind of different from the vibe you have on Twitch, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's a more intense, condensed, uh, short, um, you know, flame, right? Mm -hmm. Like on Twitch, it's um, it's more regular, uh, more uh, I don't know. Uh, what would you say? On uh, Twitch, on, yeah, Twitch, it's more professional, I guess. Uh -huh. It's more calm. It's more calm, you know. Yeah. People uh -huh. know you. It's more like a hangout a little bit, right? And sometimes you have big raids, and then you get this little Excit excitement, excitement yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. 
so it's it's a little bit different but it's they but they meet you know yeah yeah and right. i think actually like reddit is i know like they created like a, a council of creators and things like this so they they are willing to help creators on the platform yeah which i think is a and you you hit it right on the head and i i think one of the major things that i am trying to kind of figure out a little bit is on so red i love the idea of like doing the unplanned sort of spontaneous stream if i feel like i want to i want to start playing i'll grab my phone i'll set it down sometimes not even do the physical connection just do the phone speaker so it's kind of like purposefully low quality and it just seems casual um and so what i what i noticed is that i really do enjoy the the unplanned versus the okay it's tuesday at this time and now i have to stream type thing i haven't gotten there yet and i i believe that that is a and you guys can let me know for sure i believe that that is a like 100% sort of necessity um on twitch specifically so that people are knowing when to expect you even if like if I start a schedule right now, three days a week or something, which I've literally been thinking about this for about a year, like saying, okay, do I want to do the schedule? Do I not want to? And I just haven't done it yet for some reason. But if I were to start a schedule on Twitch and, you know, I, I know they talk about the time zones having like one day earlier, one day later and stuff. So, so you guys can join from overseas and stuff like that. Um, but I'm thinking about, is it just a matter, like for you guys, was it a matter of when you first started on Twitch, you kind of said, all right, let me figure out a schedule that works and you had a schedule that was set and then you just kind of started there with without a huge audience and it just kind of slowly just grew because the quality was so good and is that kind of like how the process went for you guys yeah i guess I, like the first thing is you don't really grow on twitch by streaming on twitch it's more like from coming from other platforms so from it's going to come from reddit for us, uh, we are big on Spotify, so like uh, a few persons come on Spotify also. Gotcha. So yeah, I think that's like that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. And when you're starting on, uh, when you're starting out on Twitch, uh, you don't really know if you, if you're going to like it anyway, right? So yeah. I think it's uh, more smart probably to just start with uh, no schedule and just like see how it goes and if it's something you like, right? Gotcha. But if you start growing and you enjoy streaming, then then it makes sense to have a schedule because then people can, um, I mean, like for, for us, a lot of people are going to plan their lives around uh, the stream, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and on a different note, um, it helps to schedule streams, helps you to stay kind of- It forces you to stream, right? Yes. Yes. At so, the beginning, sometimes if you're shy, especially uh, if there are not a lot of people, you can get discouraged. You know, you mm -hmm. can if you force yourself to come back, you know, and stick to it. Mm -hmm. It helps you structure your even your life. Right. It's just like a, mm -hmm. a work schedule. Mm -hmm. it, also as a, as a professional. Right. So uh, I think it's a big difference with Reddit uh, where right people uh, you don't really schedule on Reddit some do yeah, the platform is not really it's it's more like a, a random stream right you yeah. decide to stream whatever the time is and uh but on twitch i feel like it's kind of different because uh, even if you have five viewers they're they will those five will come back you know so mm -hmm. they need to know when to come back if they can't come back like yeah. they're not even they won't be here yeah. so you you know you need to find a way to keep you, the audience you have and to grow your audience. Yeah. Uh, so, 
it's two different things and you can actually do the, the both do both things on, on twitch you can have like a, a schedule a schedule a scheduled uh day like day. one day where you're streaming and then, and then just you know let people know that you might just stream yeah during the week another day but you don't gotcha. know when right gotcha. but at least have one uh day where people know if they want to hear you if they can come that day right Let's jump into some more music stuff with you guys a little bit. So I see, I see, obviously you're you're rolling here in front, and I I, I know you mentioned earlier about sort of um, synthesizers and stuff like that. Like, I want to know a little bit about like the process of composing. So does it kind of look like um, Sarah, like you sitting in front of a, of, a, of your piano there, and you're kind of just experimenting, you're playing something, you're notating it, and then like eventually taking the piano sound and trying it on like different instruments, like different sounds behind you. Is that the type of stuff, or are you guys specifically composing straight piano pieces, or a little bit of both? I guess there's both, right? Yeah, like we have both. two. There is two very different approaches, and for Spotify and for um, like YouTube and. Oh, you were saying with those also. instruments, I think. Yeah, but also for, for, for instance, the, I think you can probably talk about it more than I can, right? I, well, we have, uh, if, if we, are we talking about live composing, uh, like, or Spotify yeah. and you know, uploading I'm sorry. music? Sorry, I should have specified, yes. So the, the latter, so like releasing music for like Spotify. Okay, releasing, okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely for Spotify, for example, we have, uh, we make a lot of uh, soft piano pieces there and uh, we got into peaceful piano playlists, maybe you might know it. It's like, it's uh, so um, yes. for those kind of things uh, to get into the playlist game that's on Spotify, mm -hmm. you kind of need to, to follow. Uh, you need to fit an aesthetic. Right. Yeah, ex yeah, exactly. So say that, say that one more time, you need to. To fit an aesthetic. Uh, aesthetic. Ah, so yeah. making music specific for the type of playlist that people yeah, are. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like if you're if you're making a ten minutes uh, like crazy piano track, you're never going to get in peaceful piano. And may, maybe your track is very good, right? But it's just not going to get in. The, the, yes. Yeah, shorter are... and soft, and there is like all these like whatever your genre is, aesthetic. you know. Yeah. If you do electro music, electronic music, I don't know, like a, a chill yeah. music, yeah. right? You can have like long sets, crazy sets, I don't know, and but they won't get into playlists, right? So you yeah. have to kind of take some parts of it, or I don't know, and upload it uh, mm -hmm. to get a chance to get featured. Uh, so. Uh, this is um, also a very interesting thing to talk about because it's the way you can make a living as an artist today, as sure. an independent, sure. right? So I think what's important is to find a way to uh, uh, have the best of both worlds, you know, like the kind of uh, what's working today in those on those streaming platforms, how you can, uh, you know, uh, be in that game. Right. So for that, you have to compromise maybe a little bit. You have to maybe learn new things, and uh, and it's all for the best anyway, because you're gonna grow. Right. 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 So so you have to. I think it's great to take care of that. But then on the other side, you want to have your freedom, right? Yes, really. You want to, you know, be like... just yeah, it to be your voice. So so for that. You have all those platforms like Twitch uh, to help you grow an audience around mm -hmm. this kind of music. 
uh, the audience on Twitch is there um, for original music. Uh, you know, like sure. they're looking for authenticity or stuff like this, uh, or they could go on the t on TV, right, to hear sure. uh, something perfectly, you know, uh, made, mm -hmm. like in the, you know, um, of what's expected in pop music, for example, today. Sure. But like, uh, so those people can go after to your Spotify and listen to your crazy tracks. So you need to have everything ev on online your crazy tracks that don't fit into playlist and, and your uh, more playlist friendly music mm -hmm. and yeah. find and there are different worlds that can communicate mm -hmm. and but that you uh, grow differently yeah. mm -hmm. you can grow very big on spotify with just the playlist world yeah so, and, and be unknown like yeah and just yeah. remaining kind of an unknown artist without fan base Uh -huh. uh, there's actually like on Spotify, there's like a lot of artists, maybe not a lot, but there's plenty of artists that have maybe one million listeners and nobody really knows who they are. It's, yeah. Because it's a lot about playlists. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting to get to know that world if you want to make a living. Yeah. But you if, know, you, if you only do this, those, then those platforms. Yeah. if you only do the Spotify game and not like Twitch or whatever, then you're, you're not building an audience, right? Like, I don't, It's two different we, things. Yeah, I we think don't really like, consider uh, Spotify to be like fans that will go to concerts and things like this. Today, nowadays, I think like the music and streaming platform is a lot, especially soft piano, piano. The people listen a bit in the background, you know, right. like well, yeah. uh, in the car. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So um, they will listen and not really look at who's playing. Mm -hmm. often, you know, like, and sometimes they might they might think, oh, this is great. I will like it. You know. Mm -hmm. but, but so it's more so it's less more active yeah, it's more passive, passive. Uh -huh. um, and uh, in the contrary right if you're on twitch and or or every, anywhere else youtube uh reddit right then you're here right you're making a statement people see what you're talking about what you're about it's very different it's a very different experience so yeah Both sides, I think, are very interesting to take into account if you want to make a living independently, you know? Right. You don't need no label, you don't need no agent, nothing to do that. Yeah. Right. It's a fascinating time to be to be here as an artist with so many... It's great that there are so many different ways to, to be able yeah. to make it's a living. It's the best time ever. I, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's fascinating. It can be... You know what it is for me, at least, and I think I've spoken to some other people, too, it's a great thing that there are so many different ways to ways and platforms to get your content out there. And it can be a little bit overwhelming if you're, if you're not sort of actively strategizing on how and when to um, explore said platform. And someone told me like, you know, there's obviously there's, there's Twitch, there's YouTube, Facebook, there's TikTok, there's Instagram. It's like all these different places. And at a time I'm thinking like, man, like, I need to try to learn all of them so I can be on all of them. But someone was saying that you can, especially when you're doing it alone, right? You can completely burn yourself out if you're if you're actively thinking about um, learning each platform and trying to get your content on each one. Certainly there are ways to, of course, repurpose content and stuff, like take a piece of your Twitch stream and put it on YouTube and things like that. Yeah, reuse content. Which is, I think, definitely important. I think what jumped out at me a lot just now in this conversation um, is is this the the spotify aspect and the playlist and thinking thinking sort of very intentionally 
about you as an artist and the fact that yes, there's opportunities to make the the creative and the unique and the stuff that you enjoy making that that's more, I guess, a niche audience. But if you're able to create content that like you were talking about getting placed on a playlist and stuff, if you're able to kind of tweak what you normally would make a little bit to, to make something that's closer to what's more likely to be on a playlist, uh, that is what I'm hearing to be like a really significant sort of step in the right direction, right? So you can kind of do both of those together. Yeah. Yes. And, and in the end, we, I, we learned a lot, you know, thanks to drink. Sometimes as an artist, you know, you can feel like it's compromising your... Yes, that you're, you know, you, you're here, you're, you're here doing music because you want to be free, all of those yeah. things. And then you're doing the same thing again, you know, sure. wanting to please the playlist, right? Sure. So you can feel frustrating, it can feel a little bit, I don't know, right? So, but in the end, after learning uh, everything we learned to get into this world, it we, makes it more interesting. It made everything more interest, interesting because we learned many things we didn't expect that we would learn, right? We yeah. met many people we, and we changed our view also on, on this, right? Uh, so I think it's, it's very important to, to know that you're not compromising yourself trying to, you know, uh, fit in, in those uh, aesthetic, as you said, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and about the like burning yourself out, and, I don't think yeah. you have to be on all platforms, right? I think that uh, what's like the probably more interesting to do is to try to figure one out mm -hmm. uh, first and see like how it goes and what it's Maybe like it's just, for a few yeah. weeks or months and really understand it, right? So, mm -hmm. And then then and then pick and choose a, a second and a third exactly. one. And maybe not be on like TikTok and Snapchat and like, and then everything because then it's like overwhelming. But in the end, you will yeah, eventually well, yeah, be eventually, everywhere. Yeah, eventually, yeah. Just take the time you need, right? Don't yeah. don't think, don't put too much pressure, too much pressure. You yeah. know, you take your time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because for instance, if you take content from like YouTube and you put it directly on TikTok. As far as I understand it, right, you you're not going to like make any views anyway on TikTok mm -hmm. because you have to make content for this platform, right? Yeah, so yeah. also, I guess it's very important yeah. to kind of uh, at least for us able to know who you're targeting. Right, right. So you don't just want to get viral, you know. Right. You want to target. It's better to have like one hundred percent, one hundred persons very uh, uh, committing to what you're doing than a thousand that don't care very much, right? So right. it's it's uh, to have a quality uh, audience, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's the same for Instagram and everywhere. If you have uh, five thousand people following you, but they are very interested by what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's probably way you probably have way more uh, results Definitely. than someone who has maybe twenty k or and, even two hundred k with but so whatever. Yeah, but people not really caring, you know. So it's I think it's important when you on those platforms, especially Instagram and TikTok and all of that. Even if I'm, I'm we are not on TikTok yet. I'm not on TikTok yeah. yet, but I guess uh, to know who you're targeting. 
that's the key who your target audience is yes yeah. it's something to try to keep in mind as you're you know uh, walking your path right like just mm -hmm. who you're targeting like what what does it look like how who are they you know mm -hmm. potentially you don't have to know but like have an idea right because uh, we and it's something you discover as you grow right because at first i mean you can't know who's watching you right sure right but and now it's it's extremely funny you see patterns you know yeah for us it's uh, like uh, engineers in their we 30s. have <laughs> in their we 20s have, yeah in 20s to 30s i guess okay yeah. okay is it like, like 70% of guys. our audience yeah, yeah. Okay. it's very funny extremely funny uh, so yeah the tech world a little bit <laughs> I, I can see that yeah so like like you said like some some relaxing live music listening to that's chill that's peaceful maybe after a stressful day they want to just unwind and just have something that's nice and just you know they're just relaxing and chill and i, I could i could totally see that especially as a, as an engineer myself I don't, I don't think i mentioned that earlier either but that that's my uh that's my trade from when i used to work prior to becoming a teacher i was actually actually an engineer yeah actually you know what's funny is that uh this is the world we come from too. We've, we've been studying yeah. math. Sebastian, Sebastian is an engineer also. Oh, nice. And okay. so it's just the same people we were hanging out before, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> it's so crazy. Like, it's a loop. It's a loop. <laughs> I love that. All right, so let me ask, I have, we have a few more, maybe about 10, 10, 15 minutes more. I want to ask you guys some questions just to get to know you a little bit. I think this segment will be a lot of fun for your uh, audience to be able to like learn a little bit more about you. I think that'll be really cool. And me as well, meaning me learn about you as well. So let's start with this. I'm gonna have you, I'm gonna have you name a movie, any movie that you love. Name any movie that you love. You start. I'm, I'm, I'm very bad for this. I love like uh, every movie almost. No, I, I, don't know. I, I have, like I can watch like the worst movie and have a good time. But I know I, lo I love all the Avengers, like an old movie. I mean, it's a bit cheesy to say this probably, but I really loved, like I watched it like a year ago or something. It was a, a very old movie that's called, um, like it's uh, the trial thing. Wait, what's the I name? don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. Uh, it's it's a, it's a movie. I'm sure that it's very easy to find it on online. It's like a movie from the 60s, okay. where it's about a guy that's like a black guy from the hood or whatever. I don't know how to say it's like properly. That's uh, that's accused of having murdered someone, and there is like oh, it's Sandra Bullock. No, no, it's no. and and everyone but one person wants to just like. Uh, say that he's like uh, going for the electric chair or whatever uh -huh. and there is one guy that just convinces everyone else to look at the the evidence that's provided and that's it's like not so straightforward this yeah. is a deep answer <laughs> i mean it's an old movie but it's like a very oh, famous oh, movie so okay yeah. from, wow. the 60s, from the 60s like really old okay. yeah yeah I, I i will try to find the name after the okay all right Definitely. If anyone out there watching knows the name of the movie, let us know in the yeah. comments. All right, what do you got? <laughs> uh, well, actually, the only thing I can remember is the movie I watched for 30, maybe I watched it 50 times. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's a lot. Since, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> but uh, it was seven years in Tibet. You know, with oh, Brad it was Brad Pitt. <laughs> I don't know if it's Brad Pitt. I bet, okay. 
Yes, I've, I've always uh, been so moved by the scenery of the movie. Okay. The story of this man, you know, kind of on a forgi forgiving uh, path, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and the wisdom that surrounds the Dalai Lama, all of those things, and the adventure and uh, Brad Pitt, you know, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. On a lighter note, did you see the movie with uh, the talking sausages and everything? It's oh, do you know? No, a movie Dead I love, uh, Dead Poets Society. <laughs> animation movie? The, the, the animated movie you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sa Sausage Party, that one? Sausage Party. Uh, maybe, I don't know the name in... Uh, the comedy? The comedy movie? Yeah, it's a comedy where there is like these uh, food items that want to escape from the store or something. Yes, that's I'm almost... I, I have to actually finish watching it. I watched about half of it and I, I'm almost positive you're talking about... It's called Sausage Party. I have to finish watching that one actually because I did enjoy it, but for some yeah. reason I finished it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a fun one. Well, yeah. yeah, a bit stupid, right? But yeah, yeah, like just like a fun <laughs> kind of yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next question is for both of you guys. What is the best vacation that you've ever been on? I don't know. The ice cream shop? No, no, no. I'm kidding. Uh, the best holiday spot. Uh, I think when. Uh, we were uh, little, we used to go to maybe Spain, you know, uh, uh, and uh, to the south. Yeah. And people were so nice, you know, we would get to know Spanish people there. And my mom speaks Spanish, you know, so we were talking to the locals nice. and we would eat, you know, local food and dance and sail all day, you know, on the little, like, Boats for babies, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. That was very cool. Uh, I loved that time. <laughs> yeah, actually, for me, it will not be this, I guess. It will be like when I was in my last year of engineering school, you have to do a, an internship, right? right? So I went to Australia for six months. So it's not it's not a vacation per se, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's like basically a vacation, right? So yeah. Australia is so amazing. So yeah, it was, right? it was great. Yeah, I met a lot of people. I played like uh, uh, footy. It's like their own mix of uh, American football and uh, rugby, I guess. Wow, they have, oh, wow, I, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, Actually, I changed my nice. mind now. <laughs> What's your second answer? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> For my 80th birthday, we went to New York yeah, and New York we went to Broadway. Yes. Okay. I've spent days just watching musicals, right? <laughs> so I just want to do that. Spend a week watch all the musicals in Broadway. <laughs> I was going to ask that if you guys have been, if you guys have been. So was that was that your one and only time uh, visiting the states, or have you been? Yeah. It was. Yeah. Time. <laughs> you visited too, Sebastian. Yeah, yeah, we we went, went together. Nice. Yeah, it was amazing, amazing. Yeah, great. Was great. Yeah. We we're yeah. hoping to go to Los Angeles maybe later this year. Yes. Ah. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So I'm in. I live in New Jersey. So I live really close to New York, and of course, you have been there many times. And my sister lives in California. She lives in um, in Oakland, so pretty far okay. from Los Angeles, but still, you know, in the same state. And um, yeah, California is really nice as well. So definitely, if you guys get a chance, I would say that that's definitely a good a good move. A lot of people who visited there, they they've done something called drive the coast, and you would like start, I guess, either low or up high, and you just kind of just drive down, and you stop at like a Airbnb or whatever. And there's like so many different types of areas to visit while you're there. I haven't tried that yet, but I heard it's a, it's a great time. 
I would love it. I would love to make a road trip, like go from New York to Los Angeles or something like this. I don't know. Yes. Oh, that would be that's 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 next level. Yeah, that's gonna take like <laughs> I mean that that would be an amazing experience though, wouldn't it? To be able to see everything. Because like when you think of the United States, you think of specific places like New York and like California, Los Angeles, maybe, maybe Chicago, you know, maybe something like that. But this probably yeah, I think of Texas and like thanks and games also. <laughs> yeah. You know where I just visited? I just went to uh, for spring break from, you know, as I mentioned, being a teacher, we had off a couple of weeks ago. My wife and I went to Tennessee, which is, as you guys may know, a big musical kind of place. Yeah. And so that was mesmerizing for me, guys, because the last day that we were there, there was a jazz club that my wife had researched that was their opening night was the day we were leaving. So we weren't going to be able to go. And we went to a restaurant the day before we were leaving and we, we happened to drive right past the jazz club and the door was open. We were like, oh, okay, let's go see what's going on. So they had like a soft open the day before for like family and friends. So we walked on in there. And when I tell you, it was one of those experiences I'll never forget because there's like the guy, like the charismatic guy on the piano and we're sitting, I'm sitting like really close to him being able to watch and play and stuff. Then there's like the upright bass and someone on the drums. And then there was a woman singing who was switching with a person playing the trumpet the, the two the two people were switching and it was the first time in as long as i can remember certainly since i started getting into music where i was able to see amazing music in person and i was just like i was glued in it was so, such a great experience i so i'm still taking piano lessons right now actually i took a little i took a couple years when i turned 30 and then i took some time off to kind of just practice the stuff that i learned and then i started back up a few weeks ago and i texted her like that moment i was like i said when we get back i said i need to like learn some jazz some improvisation stuff because like this is blowing my mind right now what this guy's doing and so we've been kind of working on we, we've been working on something called the are you familiar with the voicing the kenny Barron voicing have you heard of that? You know about that? The one five nine and the three seven eleven and the other. So like I'm learning about that, and you know I have like like bigger hands, so I'm able to play it, and like it sounds so beautiful. And like I noticed something that blew my mind as an engineer. So I was learning each of the chords. I was learning C, and then doing the circle of fifths, going to G, and then D, and so on and so forth. When I got to B, and played it. And I looked at the, I looked at where my fingers were on the, on the piano and you could probably, you can see it right there actually. So if you do the Kenny Barron voicing with B, if you split where your two thumbs are, the, every single, all, all six of the notes are like exactly symmetrical, if that makes sense. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So, right. So you're like on what B and then like, if you, if you try it out, I was like, I was blown away. I, I, didn't, I don't have the, huh? Oh no, you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to play. You can actually just put your okay. fingers on it if you want. But it's like B, and then whatever the notes are for like your one five nine with your left, and then the three three seven eleven with your right. And if you look between your thumbs and like imagine like cutting the piano in half and folding it, all of the notes line up exactly. And I was like blown away because I didn't know if that was like I don't know if I like discovered something that no one knew or I didn't know. Like I, I felt so interested in that. So there's a ton of geometry in music. I guess great. like you like math and everything that like it makes sense to like music also. Yes, that's what I've heard too. That there's a correlation, especially I'm, I I would imagine music in general, but certainly with the piano and the steps and all that kind of stuff. Do so, you learn? Do you do you learn a lot of theory? So as I'm you're learning, I'm learning more theory right now. Theory as well as I guess my weakest 
uh, element of music right now, I would say is um, is like qu quickly being able to sheet read, like learning sheet music like quicker than okay. like the time that it takes me. And I would say my strongest suit by far is what I mentioned earlier, is being able to listen to a melody or a song or yeah, something, right being able to play it, replicate mm -hmm. it that way. So I'm kind of like mixing all these things together, but the theory element is like, is fascinating to me for the engineering technical sort of things that go on in my mind, you know? Oh That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Actually it's, I think it's kind of the opposite for me now, right? <laughs> like I studied a lot, lot, lot of theory uh, when I was in the conservatory uh -huh. and now I kind of all forgot about it, you know, uh -huh. like it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, but sometimes I want to go back to it, you know? Uh -huh. Sure. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm, I might come back to it very soon. I, I feel the need, you know, to. <laughs> sure. like it's something that you think about. So, you know, definitely mm -hmm. sooner than later. Yeah. What is, what is you guys' um, practice? look like nowadays like on the piano like if you're like okay for, well first of all is it like a, a a mindset where like every day or every other day you're sitting in front of the piano and you like you're practicing something specific or have you gotten to a point where it's kind of just playing the things that you know kind of is practice in itself well uh actually uh i i think i well since i'm streaming almost every day like or recording a lot, you know, and uh, I can't play even more because I, I get hurt. Yes. Uh, right. Gotcha. Um, but what I'm, what I do, and always did with my, actually that's how I started really composing. It's funny. It's I wasn't like uh, uh, I had to you know do a lot of scales and exercises, yeah. and I was getting bored by it. So I was. Uh, taking the technical thread that I was learning mm -hmm. and I was making a song around it, you know, with the technical thread. Okay. So I started doing stuff like that also, you know, and like real pieces with, with for example, arpeggios or like octaves, uh, you know, uh, tears or I don't know, anything. And any uh, uh, technical thread I would have a problem with, mm -hmm. I would incorporate it uh, in a com in a new composition, so I, I I would force myself to work on it that way and to develop it in every possible way. You know, mm -hmm. make it the smallest thing, the biggest thing. Put the left hand, the right hand, mix mm -hmm. everything together. You know, and um, transpose it. All of that. So I would always do that. And now, uh, since I I don't exercise the way I used to do in the conservatory. Yeah. Uh, I. Um, I, I, I keep on, I, I try to, uh, when I see something I have trouble with or something I want to do, I force myself to incorporate it everywhere and I play it everywhere. <laughs> and sometimes I break it down and I work on it, right? But uh, it's quite rare. I, I sometimes I, yeah, break it down. But um, I think the limit today is that, you know, you have, you can't play. Uh, all the, I mean, the thing is, with live streaming, you're playing intensely. It's like playing on a stage. Yeah. Right. So it's different than ex it's different from exercising or the typical, uh, you know, uh, playing at home because uh, you're always playing at one hundred percent. Right. Right. 
And so this is very tiring for the arms. And when I started streaming, which is a, a mistake I know a lot of new streamers make, is mm. you stream too much. You see people watching, you stay five hours, you know, uh, six hours. You don't want to leave. You don't want to leave. Yeah. Yes, especially with Reddit and all of that. When you see 6K people watching you, you can't stop the stream, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you just want to start again 20 minutes later. <laughs> so, so you push your limits, uh, your limits and you, you can end up hurting yourself. So, uh, so now, yeah, I can't. Uh, I try not to do that anymore. It's kind of like force myself to stop after, after three hours live streaming. For example, I think this is an important thing to take in consideration when you start streaming. Mm -hmm. uh, limits, right? Boundaries. Uh, you need to protect your uh, your hands or whatever you're using. You right, know. right. Uh, Can't overdo it. That makes that makes a ton of sense. And I, I appreciate that. Sometimes I've I've definitely been there on the on the Reddit front. Like I even it's it's mentally fatiguing too if you're there for a couple of hours uh, physically and mentally and then you're like oh but i can't i shouldn't leave or can't leave but at the end of the day yes you can right it's like certainly it's it's okay right you'll come back another day it's it's all good it's addictive right yeah it is it really is when yeah it, it most certainly is it's fascinating and it's addictive yeah. and it is it's like we said earlier it, it's a it's a fun thing it's a two-way street two-way street that you're doing something for people and they're doing something. Yes, you're getting so much energy. You feel very, very great mm -hmm. during those streams and after those streams, you know. It's like You've a high. Like filled with, yeah. Yes. Just happy vibes, right? Yes. Uh, so, so you just want to get back to it. Where it ends, you want to start again, mm -hmm. right? Right, right, right. I could totally, totally agree. Mm. Next question. Two more questions. Two more questions. Next question. You could take a moment to think about this. Um, if each of you guys have a chance, this is gonna be a little more, a little more in depth than the previous two, but I think a really good question from for your audience to learn about your musical preference of what you like listening to. Uh, so if you have a chance to go to a dream concert, uh, each of you, and there's gonna be five artists that are performing there out of the span of time from all time living. Oh wow, <laughs> this is wanna, this kind of question. Yeah, who would you want to see at your at your dream concert? No, you do. No, no, you me? Okay. I want Rachmaninoff. <laughs> of course. Got to be a classically trained person there. At least one. Yes, for sure. I want Rachmaninoff to play his concert for me. Is he your favorite classical? Oh, he's one of my favorites for sure. And one of my biggest classical influences. Wow. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, I'm... I guess I'm more influenced by the romantic uh, composers. Okay. Uh, the, so Rachmaninoff is, you know, one of the greatest. Love uh, it. Yeah. I think I would love to have Rachmaninoff there. I would freak out, cry <laughs> the best time. Okay. I would love to have also... Um, actually, I think it's going back to what I said at the beginning. Those songs that you know really uh, marked or marked no uh, stroke me like i would love armstrong to be there <laughs> mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. sure. i would love armstrong rachmaninoff uh i would love the pink floyds to be there <laughs> it's a it's a weird concert different genre yeah. i would love uh let me think. 
BTS to be there. <laughs> Good. Nice. Do you know BTS? They're so amazing, right? They're the sponsors. I mean, I would love to have to listen to them because, like, to watch them live because their shows are so mind blowing. Uh -huh. It's, it's, I think, like, it's more than music, you know, it's everything. Like the colors, the, the yeah, the, yes, the dance, yeah. the everything. It's let me, let me BTS yeah. is who I I I think I I know I've heard the name before. I want to see if if they are who I think they are though. Yeah, mm. they are this huge K-pop like band yeah. Thing. Okay, so like in the black yeah, thing, that crew, not not crew, but in that genre, K-pop is Korean pop, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's it's yeah. Korean pop. Okay. But this okay. is very uh, the, the kind of as Western vibe. Also. Ah, because I've heard of Blackpink. One of my actually my my piano instructor is Korean, and she's a huge fan of. Oh. Them. Yeah, so she put me on Blackpink, and I've listened and watched some of their stuff. But I have to. So BTS is like is a boy group. I'm looking at them. It's a boy group. Yeah. There's yeah. there are seven okay. uh, seven men, and it's it's mind blowing. Wow. Okay. I gotta. I'm gonna check out. The live shows are mind blowing. I, I, so I would love this huge, you know, uh, uh, you know, American, sure. Korean, what do you say? Yeah. Like the huge shows, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> but also I would love Armstrong to be there. If, if, if Ella Fitzgerald can be, yeah. can be here, it's, it's nice too, right? <laughs> All of them, you know. Or like Queen, like when they had like these concerts, like Queen, they used to do concerts for like 1 million people or something, right? Uh-huh. When you see the pictures and you see just yeah. like a, a, a sea of people. Sea. With, yeah, with not huge, stop. Uh, huge stage yeah uh, right and uh, Chopin maybe I can't I mean I feel like I'm 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 betraying Chopin if I don't invite him to the show right <laughs> yeah he would be he would be mad at you if you betray him so you have to include him <laughs> but list what do I do with list <laughs> WC I mean it's, a, it's five is not enough you know no. what is the question I need like 100 <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of my guests get uh get stressed out about that question because they feel the, the same way you feel like they don't want to leave someone out or something you know they're betraying one of their favorite artists i'm like it's okay this is just a it's an imagination thing but i totally understand i totally understand that that perspective like it's not an easy question at all but it's, mm. it's good now i kind of have an idea of who you like like who are basically it's like who are five artists that that you really, really, really enjoy. And certainly there's going to be more than five, but that's that. Yeah, I would love to see a Michael Jackson show soon, also. Mm, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was like a huge, like, I mean, I never saw one, right? But his shows were like among the biggest, like most craziest things. Who, who's that? Ma Michael Jackson. Oh, yes. Yeah. So he would he would have to be in my five for sure. There was a movie, yeah. there was a movie called This Is It that came out. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you guys see that shortly after he passed? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. So that was so cool as a, you know, as a producer, as someone who's so into music as well, seeing like behind the scenes videos of him in the studio, in the studio working on music and, and things needed to be so precise with him. Like I, I was, I really enjoy seeing those types of things of him as well as, you know, many different artists. I'll, I'll sometimes go on YouTube and I'll look at some of my favorite artists like behind the scenes like little two minute clips of them in the studio to see what the what the vibe is like you know we know what the finished product is like but like what are they like when they're in the midst of working on stuff that's usually pretty inspiring stuff for me as well oh you will like that's why you're when you're streaming it's a bit like this too right 
people kind of there is this aspect of yeah, yeah letting them into the process yes many people so that that's that's the thing so sometimes when i do um the reddit streams i'll put like you know request a song so people like request a song on there and if i know how it goes i'll play it if i don't know how it goes i'll look it up on youtube listen to it and then try to play it and so what happens is i've gotten quite a few times people love seeing the process of figuring it out and i didn't realize that because i'm like oh is this boring like you're looking at me kind of stumbling over the keys and trying to figure things out but for a lot of people like being able to get it like it's like a rewarding experience for them so that that's a great point yeah it's uh, putting you outside of your comfort zone you right know? vulnerability and just genuineness right that's what people are, are thriving to see they want to see people that are yes. that are themselves you know yes i think that's what you learn the most with live streaming right like Uh, getting outside of your comfort zone and kind of uh, believing in you know yourself and the audience right yeah. because at the beginning it can be very uh, scary to you know even make mistakes mm. live yeah it's live you know yeah. so uh, or not to know you know uh, like what you what you're going to play, how you're going to play it, uh, what you're going to say, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a lot about letting go, right? Yeah. When you're playing music on live streams. Um, so definitely, I think uh, what you're saying uh, is makes total sense. It's you're getting outside of your comfort zone. People are seeing this thing that you never see, right? Because right. you we usually hide that. Uh, right. It's not something you make public. So yeah. actually, uh, following this, we made an, an album during live streams. Yeah. Oh, how did that go? From, from improvisations. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. What, what's the name of the album? I'd love to listen. Demons. It's called Demons. Oh, I was going to say, that's so crazy that you say that because I was literally going to say and give you a compliment on something. I was going to say that I love, I didn't listen to it yet. But I, which I will not now that I know the context, but I love I'm looking up on your Instagram now. I love the um, the cover art for it. Oh, oh that's yeah. Sebastian. Who did. Is that you? Yeah. Oh, so you do something like graphic. graphic so love it. Yeah. I think it's absolutely stunning. Like it's like um, it's like uh, like the different squares that are subtle, mm -hmm. subtle, different colors, you know, like it's so cool. It's very nice. Great nice. job. Thanks. You're welcome. I'm going to definitely listen to the. To that, so so you so you you had live streaming going on, and then you guys took some of the pieces up pieces of the live stream and turned it into an album. Mm, yes, they were like we actually did that, did that. Uh, yeah, we actually I did an improvisation during the stream that went very well, uh -huh. and people were wanted to buy uh, the the stream. Okay. And so we thought we should do an album with that, right? But like we need to also have more uh, structured pieces inside mm. this uh, musical journey, right? It was yeah. more a musical journey than pieces, right? So we uh, also made like uh, a piece from scratch uh, online. The, the piece, the piece uh, called Demons was made like, you know, consciously. Uh -huh. And the rest of the album was more, uh, were, was an improvisation. Uh, yeah. so, um, and what's funny is that we got to play the single Demons that we made with everyone on stream on the re in the Red Bull studios in Paris. Yeah. For oh, an advertise, yeah, for an ad for Roland. 
Rouen. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so cool. That yeah. Is so, so there is a whole story around, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this album that's so unusual for for us to yeah. have made something yeah, that way. Uh, so especially if you were a little bit of a perfectionist, right? Uh, it can be um, overwhelming, right? Yeah. To, <laughs> to do that live. For sure. Uh, but, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's a fascinating story. And uh, I feel I'm, it, it's very interesting how literally I was thinking of that, that album and the name Demons. And as soon as you said it, I was like, I was going to literally show you that. I was like, I wanted to talk about that cover art. And then, uh-oh, there we go. I want to talk about the cover art and then and then you mentioned this. I, I think that's that's something there's something to that for sure. So I appreciate you sharing. Yeah, that. So cool. Sebastian had done like a few cover arts before this one. Yeah, they were very bad. <laughs> really? No, like very, very bad. I love them, but yeah. everyone said they were they were very bad, but I still love them, you know. <laughs> I love them more now that, now that nobody yeah. everyone said everyone else does it. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's it. I, I love I love that 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 you guys are siblings too. That that's a that's a really important and special thing, like a bond between the siblings that are both musically inclined and like working together on stuff. Yeah, do the heart thing. Got to do it. Yeah, do the heart. There it is. <laughs> that's that's incredible, guys. Like for like, I'm also you know a family person. I have a younger sister that I mentioned. I have an older brother, and you know we were we were very close growing up, and you know obviously we're still close now, but but life turning into getting to adulthood and all that stuff everyone's kind of doing doing their you know specific things mm -hmm. but I think it's so cool that there's opportunities to partner on things that you guys are both interested and passionate about and now seeing like the seeing what it what it results in seeing what it results yeah. in yeah and what's I cool is that we are very different right so that it makes it made a lot of sense for us to you know, work together or something. Because when you when you're like a student or you're in like engineering school or high school, you're often um, with people that are very much like you, right? Mm -hmm. So if you work with them, they you don't necessarily benefit a lot from uh, being with them for the project, right? It's, it's a lot of fun and it's very you know, but but you don't get a new perspective. perspective. Yeah, so, we have very different kind of com competence. Yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah. So, and way of thinking and everything. We're very different, so uh, it's very complementary. Complementary. Yes, yeah. for sure. That's that's what it's all about. I've 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 been listening to a lot of podcasts like on entrepreneurship and things like that. And a lot of there's one called How I Built This, and it's a podcast where the host interviews pretty much every famous company that you can think of. The founder or CEO from that company comes on the show and just talks about their journey and shares some tidbits and stuff. And one of the common themes is exactly what you said, which, which was like when you're growing your business to try to get people that are surround yourself with people that kind of will compliment you, not necessarily people who are going to think the same way or too close to how you think. And that clearly is, you know, working out for you guys, you know, so far. And I'm just super proud of you, happy to meet you guys today and ex really, truly excited to see, you know, where this goes. Because when you think about one year, and one year streaming, obviously you guys have been doing music stuff, you know, prior to that, but one year streaming, but like, think of, think about like where you are right now and, and how, you know, utterly talented you are. There's there and, and like personable too. I, again, I, I think that having like just that genuine, I, I, I feel like I know both of you very well now from just, you know, an hour, hour with chatting with you. And I think that, that, people, my audience is going to really enjoy hearing from people that are in the music space and 
people that I sort of admired from afar, right? And saw what you're doing and saying, wow, Kevin brought on people that he is inspired by. That's pretty cool. And learning, kind of yeah, learning on the fly from you guys, you know? Well, yeah. that's so cool to be able to share, you know, some insights, some tips. Uh, like one day we and, had and like- meet a, new people also. Yeah, and meet new like people. A, and huge, yes, definitely. Yes, and especially on, you know, during those times. Yeah, <laughs> right. you have social contact from today. Like we, yeah, had no nice. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing. A lot of people have said that too. I'm sure you. I'm well, clearly with the streaming, but I'm sure other maybe contemporaries, maybe you guys know other streamers or other content creators that you kind of follow their work, and you know you show love on different posts and stuff. And it's like you you have like a bond with people that you haven't met in person yet. And yeah. I actually interviewed yes. someone from London, uh, who's a producer, kind of, you know, similar to me, a content creator, video producer, uh, music producer as well. And we were, I was talking to him and he was saying just that. He was saying how he's met people over the past, say two or three years that he just feels so close with now, but he hasn't actually had a chance to meet them yet. And he's excited mm. for the day where, you know, he can get, get in the same room with the person and just kind of vibe out and stuff. And eventually yeah. that day will come for sure. Yeah, for sure, yeah. For sure. and it's the same also with uh, people watching, right, in the streams. Yes, like, yeah. It's it's about like this too. Yeah. Even if you don't person. like talk a lot with them afterwards, or you build a bound inside the streams, that's mm -hmm. kind of like uh, a strong bound. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's actually something you you struggled with before, yes. Like she was too attached to the stream, so she would keep like talking in our Discord and everything very late after the streams. Gotcha. But if you do this, then the the next day you're not going to do anything, right? So. Gotcha. Because yeah. it's burning you out a little bit. You're you're yeah, yeah, yeah. too much of your time, kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I think it's, a, it's something very tricky when you're mm -hmm. doing everything online and by yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, manage that, your time yes you have no limits no time limits like you could you could work and stream at 2 a.m you know and mm -hmm. and work never stops and it's not and since it's a passion right it's mm -hmm. you don't feel like it's work but mm -hmm. it's also work sure. uh, so you can get very tired at one point because you you just did too much right yeah uh, and gave too much maybe you know like if you were uh, being 100 percent all the time it's it's tiring so you have to yeah, yeah find kind balance. of figure out a balance and don't be scared to to put limits with everyone you know online or like it's, yeah. it's normal it's, yeah definitely, definitely. it's can be tricky at the beginning like it still is but you know uh uh We're learning still i guess yes yeah, but, learning as you go yeah yeah. Let me let let me let you guys know. Just want to say again, just thank you guys so much for for taking the time out. I'm so excited um, to get the episode out to share with my audience. I I this is my first interview on my channel in a while because I took a little break because I was getting a little bit burned out because I was thinking, oh my god, every single person that I come across, I felt like has an interesting story, and certainly that is the case. I would reach out, I would inquire about maybe, you know, having them come on an episode, and what was happening is I was having these amazing conversations, 
And then I was realizing, man, I have to edit all of these. And it was like a backlog kind of filling up. So I decided to take a little break and work on getting some of these out. Because people, like, say, for example, if I interviewed you guys today and then kept it going, you know, this interview maybe wouldn't come out until like months later or something. And I didn't want that to be the case, like with, with my, you know, guests. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is this is my one of my first ones in a while. So I'm super just yeah excited for people to listen and learn from it and just have a positive vibe. And I'm excited to stay in touch with you guys and obviously join yeah. your join your stream some more and and check out what you guys are doing. And great to meet you like this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's it's you know like it can feel like a lonely um, a career a little bit, right? When you live streaming and all of that. So it's it's very amazing to be able to connect with people like you, uh, and you know, we feel, you you kind of realize more uh, that it's it's a web of people, you know, yeah. Yeah. the constellation, <laughs> and so you're on, yeah we're on, no yeah not there's alone plenty of people doing what we are doing like or what you're doing, so right. you just have to like find them and then like give a chat or something and it's, mm. yeah it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. Definitely, definitely. Is there anything else that you guys like to share with my audience before before we wrap up? Uh, <laughs> come on Twitch, come on Twitch for the worst. If you if you want to, to stream yeah. to start streaming, just start streaming. You don't wait to be ready. Yeah, I was never ready when I started streaming. Yeah, but, you know, and you you never wait to be ready. You know, just jump in, try. Be, try to be relaxed <laughs> and you know you should totally start if you want to try like yeah. love it love it love it love it well thank you guys so much have a wonderful rest of the day i think you have a stream tonight if i'm not mistaken yeah. oh yes i almost forgot <laughs> at, nine, at 9 p.m i don't know what time it is now it's like in, in two hours we think yeah, we have a stream tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? One oh six in my time. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely hop in there. You'll, you'll see, you'll see me there. I'll show some love. Uh, nice. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So have a wonderful rest of the day. Wonderful stream, yes. and um, yeah, look forward to to staying in contact with you guys. Okay. Same. Yes. Cool. Cool. Thank you for having yeah. us. Thanks. Yeah. Have a great day. Guys. You as well. Okay. Bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is oh my god that Sebastian is, recorded a ringtone from hell you know like oh yeah for sure that's exactly what it sounded like i wasn't sure if that was baby oh or not god. like uh i couldn't tell that was so crazy okay <laughs>